Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So let's bring in a friend to help us out with this discussion too. Jeff McNeil of the New York Mets. And I ask this also because Jeff has played in field and outfield, obviously, throughout his career. Jeff, what's going on, dude? Not sure how much you've caught of the combo so far, but a healthy one and a fun one. Got a team in Cincinnati with too many good players. You've bounced around in your mind for someone like Jonathan India right now, who's playing his position, but he's aware that Ellie De La Cruz is coming soon. How have you dealt with moving around infield and outfield throughout your career to be more versatile so that your team can fit in more talent around you? Uh, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, I was an outfielder in college, so I think that helps a lot. You know, um, when I went um, – you know, into pro ball. And, um, you know, they wanted me to start playing outfield like two weeks before I got called up to, uh, you know, the big leagues. I was, I, you know, I was kind of advocating to, you know, be the utility player, you know, throughout my whole minor league career. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play infield and outfield, but, you know, they're like, we strictly see you as a second, third baseman. That's it. You know, we'll see you as an infielder. And then, uh, yeah, a week or two before I get called up, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in the outfield. So, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, you know, it's going to take, you know, a lot of early BP. Uh, you know, that's kind of where, um, you know, I think you can get a, you know, a lot more comfortable out there, you know, seeing, you know, balls off the bat, uh, you know, coming out too hard. You know, it's a little bit different than, um, you know, just, you know, kind of the regular BP with, you know, everything going on. Um, you, know, you can see it off the machine uh, and you can go really track those balls down. But, um, you know, it's not, you know, it's not, it's not easy. It takes some work. Hey, Jeff, I want to keep going on this. For me, when I started in the out or well, I was an infielder as I came up and then I played outfield for a while. The arm angles from throwing were tough for me. From I remember a guy like J.D. Davis, for example, who played the outfield, mm-hmm. came back in. Remember, he was sailing balls because his arm angle from third base, he couldn't. I, I feel like he couldn't figure out how to throw again. Which you know, I'm I'm saying it's like just he knew how to throw. But my yeah. problem was my arm angles, and I would spike balls at third base until I finally figured out where I needed to go. Is that what has that ever been a problem for you coming from the outfield to the infield? Um. No, not really. I, my arm angles from second to outfielder, they're completely different. So I think that almost makes it easier. Um, you know, when I throw from second base, it's almost like sidearm. You know, I'm kind of just slinging it over there. When I'm throwing from the outfield, I'm, you know, well over the top um, and just letting it go. Uh, you know, I kind of focus more on, you know, accuracy from the outfield than arm strength. You know, I want to make a good throw. I know I don't have the, you know, the best arm, but, you know, it's accurate and, you know, that can get some runners. But, um, no, I mean, it's just something – uh, you know, kind of got to get used to, you know, it's, it's tough bouncing around, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it's, it's a lot of fun. So who, if, if you were to say, obviously you don't know those guys very well, but India's at second, Jose Barrero's at, at shortstop to me, Jose Barrero goes to outfield or the minor leagues, either way, which do you think it would be easier to make the transition? A player who is like an elite athlete or somebody who, like you said, you're like, I wanted to. I wanted to be a utility guy. Who's who's going to make that transition easier based on the work if he has to make the transition in the middle of the year? Uh, yeah, you know, you definitely got to want it. Um, you know, it's if it's not something you want to do, then it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to to learn out there. And um, you know, 
you do have to be, I think, an elite athlete to be able to do both at a high level. Um, it's not easy, but um, you know, I know India is a you know, fantastic athlete. I think he would do you know, just fine out there. Um, you know, I know there's a you know bunch of players who you know have struggled a little bit, but um, you know, I think he's got the athletic ability. No matter who you know who they put out there, they're gonna be just fine. Hey Jeff, since we're talking about Cincinnati, have you heard about the poop homer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you, I, heard about, I heard about that before it happened. Yeah, before? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait. What well, do you mean before talking, it happened? He's like, I got to poop him in a homer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, we, were, we, were, we were, no, what you did say he's going to hit a homer, but uh, we were warming up and he goes, oh, no, I missed time this bad. And I'm like, what's wrong? He goes, I, I got to go. And uh, so we got through, I think, the first inning and then he leads off the top of the second. He hits it, gets in the dog. He's like, I got to go. I got to go. He's out. So I, I knew it was coming. Uh, I didn't know, you know, it would lead to a homer. I think if you can promise him a homer every time, you know, I think he needs to, you know, miss time his, uh, you know, his coffee uh, every day. Hey, did he – now here's a serious question I forgot to ask. Did he use the toilet right by the dugout? Did he go back up in the locker room? Uh, that actually I don't know. Oh, I was still in the dugout. I don't know. I, up to the I, locker I think room, the rules are you got you to gotta go up. You got to go to the locker room. <laughs> I think that's just, that's just etiquette. Yeah, that you would can't go in the toilet. Like rule number one in Major League Baseball is, you can't go poop in the toilet right next to the dugout. Because like, yeah. the, the dugout will like. What no. if it's an emergency? You, you can make it the no. twenty steps up the. No, no you make right it. No, well, it doesn't what matter. happens if you're at Wrigley Field though? No, yeah. We were just in Wrigley, and that that's like seventy steps up. up you might have something fall fun. out of your pants. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. Have. <laughs> you can't, and you can't sit down on the one in the dugout. You can't sit down in that one. No. Like nobody's, very few guys are touching that lid. Like they're like there's just pee everywhere on that thing. Oh. So you're not sitting down. Nothing. Uh, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> True. All right, let's change the subject. Well, Pete Alonso hit 60 homers this year. Let's go to something better. I, I think so. The way he's he going right now. Has he called Aaron Judge and said, I'm coming for you, Aaron? <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun race. Um, uh, you know, especially with uh, you know, what Judge did uh, Judge did last year. I feel like there's always something going on. Uh, you know, Judge's race last year and then, you know, Pete's uh rookie home run record, which was which was Judge. So, you know, there's always, you know, some kind of race, uh home run race going on in New York. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Pete can do this year. I think the way he's swinging the bat's pretty pretty stupid every time he touches the ball it seems to go over the fence so um he's got that elite power he's a he's a good hitter as well so you know i don't see him slowing down anytime soon hey talk to us about uh the little competition the pool game you guys got going in the locker room man what's going oh, on yeah. in there yeah so we uh we got a pool table pete was uh nice enough to uh provide us with a, a pool table i think it was last year uh for his uh home run derby his home run derby winnings he bought the a uh the pool or the pool table for the guys and um you know we had a lot of fun in there uh i, I bought my own pool cue yesterday so i i think you can say things are you know things are getting pretty serious uh we get some uh some good battles before the game uh you know always talking crap with the guys uh you know t fam you know he thinks he's the best but no chance no chance so uh we get some uh we get some good good, good battles and it's a lot of fun 
Who's the Who's the best? We all We all are very similar. I would say, like, we all kind of suck equally. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're good. But we're good. But we're not that good. Like, you know, uh, it, it's anybody's game all the time. So, uh, you know, we'll put a little bit of money down sometimes, not not much, and uh, just have some fun with it. Are you careful though on trash talking with T Fam? Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I don't mess with him too much. I'll poke him a little bit, but uh, no, he's not a guy you want to mess with. No, he's nice, but he's competitive. I love you know? him. He, he's he's the man. He's the man. He's great. Great in the locker room. Uh, we have a good time with him, and uh, great addition to the team. Are would you, you like? Say, would you oh, say? Ahead, he's, would you say he's not the man? Because I mean, this is recorded. Like, are you a little scared of T Fam? No, no, absolutely. <laughs> hey, I'll say whatever. <laughs> Just not about fantasy football. No, no. Yeah. Hey, it might be. Might bring him on the team next year. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> All right. There you go. All right. Hey, someone no to team up with. No more yeah. ping pong in the in the locker room. Ping pong tables gone. Oh, uh, we still we still got it. We still got it. But I haven't played a game of ping pong this year. It's it's been cool for me, and that's it. How how many times has Louis been on that ping pong table? Uh, quite a bit. But he's been playing pool too. You know, we've all been you know just kind of uh, shooting pool instead. Uh, there's still still some ping pong games going on, but yeah, definitely not as many. Too Crazy. many injuries in ping pong compared to pool. Really? And yeah. Elbows, cool. shoulders. Yeah. Guys I mean, yeah, you're, we're running around with them on the ping pong table quite a bit. It's a good warm up. I mean, it's not bad right before a game. You know, get a little bit loose, get the, get the sweat going, and, and head out there. True. You should have a Phillies Mets ping pong challenge because Schwarber and the Phillies. Is he good? Yeah. yeah. Allegedly, is really, really good at ping pong. Okay. And he plays every time I've ever been in the Phillies clubhouse mm-hmm. in Philly. He's playing ping pong all the time. Okay. All right, that'd yeah. be fun. That, I think there should be some kind of, you know, ping pong tournament through all the teams. See who the best ping pong player is out in out in uh, baseball because I know there's some good ones. Do that. Do that. During every the every break. team. Every team send their best. All star. Yeah. All star break. Have ping pong tournaments. That would be that would be good. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Jeff, what's your uh, your event you have coming up on the fifteenth in like two weeks? What, what do you got? You have, instead of what you could have ping pong, pool, golf, <laughs> golf. <laughs> Golf. Yeah, I mean, so uh, June fifteenth, we're doing a uh, drive for good. It's a Jeffrey Mill drive for good. Um, it's at Top Golf out in uh, out in Holtzville. Um, you know, just to raise money for uh, you know the PGA, uh, the Metropolitan PGA Foundation, and uh, you know support them. You know, golf is something that's you know bit big in my life, and um, you know just to be able to help out uh, you know the PGA Foundation up in uh, you know the Northeast. Uh, you know, it means a lot, and you know doing something good for the community and. Um, just want to let you guys know there's all like you know still bays available so um you know anyone wants to come out you know we'd love to have you guys out and uh get a bay and um just enjoy a, a good time we're gonna have some uh some, some of my teammates out as well uh they'll be joining in on the fun hopefully hopefully we can get uh you know pete out there um see how far he can hit a golf ball but uh it should be a good night hey i'm gonna switch gears a little bit uh kodai sanga um unbelievable Gross. pitcher His- his, he had a phenomenal game yesterday, but his home and road splits have been crazy this year. Um, talk to me a little bit about him. How is he as a, as, as a pitcher, as a person? And what do you think is a test to uh, his home and road splits? Is there, have you seen anything yeah. or is it just? No, it's, like those home and road splits are they're interesting. Yeah, I, I saw him yesterday and um, yeah, he's pitched great at home. You know, I don't, I'm not a pitcher, so I wouldn't know. But, you know, as a hitter, you know, you have those ballparks that you, love to hit in you love you have those ballparks you hate to hit in so um you know city field might be one of those ballparks you just love pitching you know he loves the mound 
uh, love pitching in front of the home crowd. You know, they get him going. Um, you know, he throws the ball well here. You know, it's uh, you know everything's new to him this year too. So uh, it's a little bit different. You know, he's feeling every time he pitches in a, in a road ballpark, it's it's something new. Um, so it takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, but yeah, no, I'm sure that'll you know get figured out. He'll he'll start throwing the ball. Um, you know, well on the road, but his stuff is 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 elite. You know, he's got a 98 on our forcing fastball cutter, and that ghost fork ball is uh, disgusting. You know, I, I know, uh, like watching the game yesterday, I'm out at second base, and you know they get the two strikes. I go, all right, here comes the fork ball, probably, and every single time, swing and miss. It, it, it's an elite pitch. It's gross. I saw it in spring training, and I'm glad I'm glad he's on our team. Who's the leader of the clubhouse? Who's the leader in the Mets clubhouse? Uh, we got a bunch of them. You know, we got, you know, Francisco Lindor, we got Scherzer, we got, we got JV, we got Pete, um, we got Nemo, we got, you know, a bunch of dudes in our, in our locker room who, uh, you know, do a great job. Um, you know, I know it's not easy to, uh, you know, lead a team, but um, you know, we got a bunch of guys who have, you know, done that and, um, you know, been in some high leverage, uh, you know, playoff games and they know kind of know what to expect and, you know, how to, how to get there. So, uh, you know, it's nice having, um, you know, so many guys and, you know, we got, it's nice. We have, you know, kind of Scherzer and, uh, Verlander are like kind of like the pitchers. So, you know, they're going to leave the pitchers and we got, uh, you know, Lind Lindor and, um, you know, Pete and, and Nimmo, you know, kind of leading charge for the position players. And, you know, as a group, uh, you know, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, just a bunch of good guys in this locker room. And, um, you know, I know we didn't, you know, kind of start off how we wanted to, but, you know, those guys have helped, um, you know, bring the, bring the, the squad together and you know we've been playing some good baseball lately do you feel like that could be like do you feel like too many leaders could be bad and like you guys had to feel that out to start the season and like do you think some of the rookies like bring an energy that you're that you can feed off of as somebody who's kind of in the middle you didn't mention yourself as a leader are you a leader um well let me first talk talk about uh, you know the, the, the too many um you know i think it's good that you know we have so many, you know, you get so many different opinions, um, which, you know, when one guy says something, uh, you know, it may not resonate with another guy, but it, you know, it gets to one other one of your teammates, you know, uh, you pick up these things um, from different guys. And, uh, you know, um, I think that, I think that's big. And then, you know, we do have the young guys coming in, you know, we got Alvarez and, and Beatty and Vientos and, uh, you know, they've been fantastic. Alvarez is, you know, I feel like he's leading already, you know, he's, he's a catcher. Um, when you got a catcher, uh, you know, they, they kind of need to uh, step up and be a leader right away. So he's done a great job. He's, he's working well with the pitchers. And, you know, he is bringing that energy, which has, uh, has been good for us. Hey, Jeff, when you guys just faced your old teammate, Stroh, you guys, he said there was, you know, so there, he, he gave you the old, I just pitched eight point. innings. Huh? Any point? Any point? So, <laughs> yeah. were, you, were you were you the anonymous source saying it wasn't about him? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. He pitched, uh, you know, fantastic though. You know, he he is a uh, you know electric player, fiery player. You know, uh, we kind of knew, you know, if he pitched well, you know, he's gonna he's gonna celebrate. You know, that's what he does, and uh, you know, we love the guy over here. So, um, we're actually not really sure where that came from, um, and but you know, when you pitch like that. Um, you know, you can kind of do whatever you want. So, you know, credit to him. He was awesome that night. His, his sinker was, was a lead. It was, it was tough to hit. You know, I thought I was on some pitches and, uh, just beat him straight into the ground. So, uh, good pitcher. He pitched uh, fantastic the other day too. So, you know, good to see him having some success over there and, uh, you know, happy for the guy. Hey, whereas not the leader. Okay. 
Does that mean you take someone like one of the young guys, whoever the anonymous source was, and throw them up against the locker and say, <laughs> "Listen, dude, shut up, man. You're gonna, this was bad enough. We got two hit or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, no more of this, no, right?" Something, something we, uh, you know, we saw and we just, we just move on. Um, you know, Stroke fits great. You know, deserves all the credit in the world and happy for him. And um, you know, lie, right lie, dude, that. you're such dude. No, lie, we're not. Lie. You're not happy for him. He pitched it. He shoved it up their butts, dude. They're not happy. <laughs> oh, we're so happy. Strowman pitched great. Dude, no way. You guys, dude, you always want to whack the dude who's out there. Yeah, he pitched well. <laughs> <laughs> You're not happy. Yeah, he pitched well. No, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm, ne- pitch well I'm never here. happy when I. I'm. I'm never happy when I get out. So. Uh, exactly. But. Thank you. No, we had Pete on Friday. Yeah. And he said two things about this. One, fake news on the quote. Okay. He said it's not a real quote. He said number two, do whatever the hell you want. Because we got to play better against them, right? I agree. Which we like that. But you're not happy, Jeff. You're Jeff no. not happy if you get, get no. I'm not happy with us, but you know, <laughs> yeah. just have success over there. So you know, he's, yeah, you wish like him well, guy. except for the game. He's, he you know, he's a great you. teammate. He's fun to have around. So yeah, well. Jeff. Let me ask you this: because when I played, I played for however many teams, and I ended up facing a bunch of my ex teammates. Have you hit a home run off of one of your ex teammates? And if you have, have you rubbed it in their face more than nine times? <laughs> and if you haven't, which one of your ex-teammates do you want to hit a home run off of so oh. badly so you can own him? That's that's tough. Um, I've never hit a t- uh, never hit a home run off an ex-teammate, so uh, yeah, never never gotten lucky enough. But man, I always I always talk trash to to Edwin Diaz. If I ever get the chance to face him, I would love to face him deep. <laughs> I would love it. You know, we, we're always, we're always, we're always, uh, you know, going after each other in the locker room. Like if I face you, I take you yard. He goes, no, I strike you out. And all. It, it, we had some fun with it. So I would, I would love to face him. And I was hoping, uh, you know, obviously really unfortunate. I was hoping got to face him in the in the World Baseball Classic. Um, but you know, yeah, it's tough. But you know, hopefully get to, yeah, actually, hopefully never get to face him one day. You know, he's he's a Met for life. Uh, super happy for that. But. Uh, we'll have some fun on some uh, some backfields. Next WBC, maybe too for both of you. Yes, yes, I don't think he'll play in the next WBC. Oh, true. Pro- well, he's probably going to stay out of the next honestly, WBC. He might. But yeah. have you spoken to? What's the last conversation you've had with him? How's he feeling? What's he saying? And is he still sending out, like, say, a group text to all of you guys, going, "Get ready, baby, October second. Yeah. Uh, he's been great. Uh, you know, he's still he's here every single day. So I see him. Uh, you know, most days um, when he's in the locker room and. You know, rehab's going great. I saw he's riding the bike, and, you know, he's moving around well. So I think his rehab's coming along coming along well. I'm not sure, you know, where exactly it is, but um, I'm hoping I'm hoping we see him sometime this year. You know, if we can get, uh, you know, a nice playoff run and, you know, we can get him closing out some ball games, that would be, that'd be electric. Hey, there's also, I think, another event, right, coming up that I wanted to mix in here. So we covered your golf event. Does Pete have his own event too? Yeah, I think Pete. Pete's got a, a comedy event coming up. Uh, so mine is, I think, June 15th. I think his is June 12th. Like, whatever that Monday is, that, that's his event. He's got a comedy event. Uh, went to it last year. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Pete, Pete, Pete got up there, did a little uh, stand-up gig, which was, which was awesome. It was about his, like, college summer ball team. And, uh, you know, he's just hilarious. So, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. Um, looking forward to it this year. You know, we should have a uh, you know bunch of guys from the team there as well. So I'm all, I know I'm going to go and, and support that and the, the Pete Alonzo Pete Alonzo Foundation and you know all the good that they do. 
Podfather, we just had him on Friday, Pete. How come he didn't mention this and give us a line or two? <laughs> you know, I guess we talked about the poop thing and his, everything <laughs> just went out the door there. You know him. He can't think of two things at once. If it's one thing on his mind, then it's over with. All good, man. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Jeff, that's where true. was your golf outing in Chicago? You guys just had a golf outing in Chicago? Yeah, we just we just got a few groups out there. Uh, it's just two groups. Um, I think seven of us played, six of us played. Uh, then we had Vogelbach and uh, Drew Smith was hanging out with the boys. It was a good little boys uh, boys trip out on the out on the course. And you know, I think we got to the first tee. And, and I think there were six of us playing, and then two of us just hanging out. Like, can we play six? And they're like, no, not a chance. Like, no way. Like, and so we go get off the tee. First, like three holes, we play in two groups, and then we we join up on the fourth. I think there's yeah six of us playing. Play uh, for two holes um, with six of us. And then the marshal comes over. He goes, "You guys can't do that. What are you guys doing?" And I think one of the marshals came up to us and was like, "Oh no, you guys are good. Like, just you know, keep up." And you know, there was no one out there. There was nobody out there. Like, you know, keep up. And then uh, another marshal came up and said, "No, you guys can't do that. Break up." And then we actually ran into uh, I think it was Kyle Hendricks' dad works out there. Uh, you found out we were out there, so he comes out. He's one of the the Rangers marshals out there, and he goes, "You guys, you guys are good. Do whatever you guys want. Play six. Have some fun." Uh, so we had a good off day with the boys out there. Played a little. Six, some had some uh, had some beverages and you know had a good time. Wait, where'd you play? Uh, I forgot. It's called uh, the the Glen, Glen, Glenview Glenview Club. Something okay. like that is it, it was it was out there a little bit, but uh, I think it was public public course, real nice though. Greens were good. Uh, I didn't swing it too great, but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. What's not too great? Like, yeah. give me uh, 75. So, yeah. so it was, yeah, it was 75. It was 75. <laughs> it's a terrible round of golf. <laughs> it was 75. It was even on the front. I had some good holes and then, uh, kind of, kind of fell apart. I had a, had a, had a few too many beverages and, you know, just started having some fun instead. Who, who, who took home all the cash? See, they won't play me for money, which sucks. <laughs> I like, knew that was going. No, see, it's, it, I'm in a lose lose situation because either I got to play them for money and they win and, you know, they got the, the shit talking rights or I win and I'm supposed to win or, or I didn't give them enough strokes. You know, it's not fair. Like, you know, he's good. And, and yeah, I, the, so it's a lose lose for me. Uh, if I give them too many strokes, I win and they, they're all pissed off. And if I give them too many strokes, then I lose and I'm pissed off. So, uh, you know, we just go out there, have a good time and uh, enjoy the company. Kratzy, it sucks being the lead at golf. Sorry. I was just saying, you know, Ooh. it's terrible. Who's the biggest <laughs> cheater on the team for golf? Biggest cheater? Yeah, the guy you're like, oh, oh. Oh, you got you to gotta put that. No, like, you got to put that all the way in. That's I'm Jeff. not putting that all the way in. I can't. Not, not, not doing it. Not throwing my teammate on the bus like that. So there's somebody. <laughs> so there is somebody. Though. An anonymous bet. Yes. Jeff, An anonymous bet that there's a cheater. Oh, yeah. be, no, you text me. You text no. me right now. I won't say a word. Just no, no, no. <laughs> He just always finds his ball. And it, like, I'm like, I uh, saw it go in that bush. And, eh. But that's what I mean. It, it's a good time. It's a good time. That's all it is. We're having what, fun. What's his initials? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely a veteran guy because if it was a younger guy, he would he would have told us who it was. He would have ripped him. No, no, yep. no, 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 no. You, you, get, you give me a Not text later. <laughs> Todd's very convincing. Yeah. Je- Je- Jeff, have you have you ever played Liberty? I have not. I have not. Oh, uh, would love to. Would love to sometime. Um, the one I played the most out here is uh, Glen Oaks. Uh, beautiful course out on Long Island. You know, close to where I'm at. So I head out there 
you know, most off days. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's beautiful. It's uh-huh. so nice. So, I'm supposed to play there next week. I was trying to get the scouting report on. That's it. on the Jersey side. Okay, though. I know. He's but, on the Long Island. Long yeah, Island, but I didn't Jersey, know. I mean, a, Long Island to Jersey is like Orlando flying to New Jersey. It's I a it's traffic. a hike for me. It's an hour and a half <laughs> to get out there at least <laughs> without traffic. Hey, without my let my last question: Golfing and hitting a baseball. Do you think it messes up your swing? I've had these conversations so many times. What do you think? I think it helps your swing. You know, I think I think. A golf swing, a good golf swing, it helps a baseball swing. You know, I think they're two very similar uh, swings on, you know, two different planes. Um, for the most part, you know, from the top of your back, your, your golf swing, top of your golf swing, uh, you know, to the ball, you know, that first kind of move is, is very similar to uh, to baseball. You know, one, you end up on your, your backside with baseball, and one, you kind of end up on your, on your front side with golf. But uh, you can see a lot of my golf swing and my baseball swing. They're two very similar swings. So, um, you know, Chili Davis, uh, hitting coach for a while, you know, he always used to tell me, you know, if you're struggling on, uh, if you're struggling on the baseball field, you know, we got to get you out to the golf course because that always seems to get you right. And I think that's, you know, very true. So, um, it does two things. I think it helps my swing and then it helps, you know, clear my mind as well. Golf is my, uh, you know, my outlet, my getaway, um, you know, makes me, uh, you know, makes me, uh, makes me happy out there. So love to get out there and, um, you know, clear the mind and, you know, then get, then get after uh, baseball again. Hey, one more for you on the Phils since you're playing them right now and you guys had a nice dub last night. You seeing your friends from the WBC? You snarling at them a little bit? Yeah, actually, I, I didn't get to see them yesterday. No one got second base. So uh, got to talk to JT <laughs> there for a, for a second, uh, talk to him a little bit of the plate, and then, uh, you know, he was caught stealing with the, with the review. So uh, talked to him a little bit out there, but, you know, didn't get to see uh, Schwarbs or, or Turner. So, uh you know, we'll see if, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't on second base either, so uh, I didn't get to talk to Turner out there. So uh, tough, tough day for, for everyone, but, you know, I'm glad we got the win. But, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be, uh, you know, saying hi to them and good to see them again. Not pregame, BP? I, I don't I don't go out there for BP. I just sit in the cage. Uh, you know, I love I love my BP in the cage. You know, I feel like if I take BP out on the field, I, I get way too big. I try to do things I shouldn't be doing and uh, getting some bad habits. So usually I'm just – hanging out in the cage and, you know, getting right in there. That's fair. Otani does that too. So two guys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Jeff, great catching up, man. Good luck the rest of this series. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, dude. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Hey, let's get to our next guest on FT Live. He is on the Rockies, pitcher, veteran, former brewer, Brent Suter, joining us right now on Foul Territory. Brent, great to see you, man. How you been? What's up, guys? I'm good. How are you guys? We are good. We are good. So how's life in Denver? It's great. Uh, we've been loving it so far. Uh, everyone welcomed me with open arms right away and uh, felt like I could be myself right off the bat. And Buddy B and all the coaching staff's amazing. So it's been really good. What's it like being a pitcher in Denver? Forget the life. <laughs> uh, pitch, pitching in Denver has yeah, got to uh, be a different – I mean, you were in Milwaukee, so it's not that much different because Milwaukee is not like the biggest park in the world, but you went from Milwaukee to Colorado. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough place to pitch, no doubt. Stuff moves, you know, didn't, doesn't move as crisp. Uh, the outfield is like, feels like eight oceans big. Uh, so it's, it can be a little tough. I was uh, pitching pretty well there until my last outing where the outfield just like, they kept on spraying line drives and they were fi- it was fine in grass. So I got to make the adjustment back uh, against that. But uh, overall, it's been not too bad. I pitched parts of three minor league seasons in AAA in Colorado Springs. So that 
kind of gave me a little test of altitude and what my ball does in altitude. So that helped a lot, but um, it's certainly a, a good challenge for us. Yeah, you talk about how you're not the three and oh, 1.99 ERA, 31.2 innings pitch. I mean, you haven't allowed a home run. I don't, I'm not a big jinxer guy, so I just come right out and say it. I don't really care. You're doing <laughs> phenomenal, man, especially in a place like that, man. Do you, do you attest that to the Colorado Springs being there for three years, trying to understand it? Uh, yeah, a little bit uh, for sure. I think um, the pitching coaches do a great job of preparing us uh, and doing, you know, giving us freedom, for instance. Uh, like they're really exploring me throwing my two seam to both lefties and righties, which has been great. Um, and then uh, I think our bullpen just culture and, and chemistry out there has been really great. People are feeding off each other. Everyone's doing their job. And we got a bunch of other guys that are uh, pitching well. This is what I want to get into with Suter B. Like this guy is, he's super smart. He is a, like, ridiculous worker, and his energy is obnoxious. He was the first bullpen that I caught when I got traded to, when I got traded to the Brewers. I'd never heard of him before. This was in 18. He had been up, like, sparingly in 16 and 17, and the pitching coach, DJ, Derek Johnson, was like, wait till you catch this guy. And he goes, just don't be late for the bullpen. And as a new guy, you come in, you're like, all right, I got to catch all the bullpens of the starters so that I know who they are, kind of see what they do. I wasn't late, and this guy's out here, and he's just <laughs> – he's sweating. I mean, already just dripping sweat after every pitch. He puts his hand inside his armpit and goes to get another pitch. And it was the quickest 35-pitch bullpen that I've ever caught in my life. It was just – Go, 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 go. You know, just pitch, 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 pitch. So the high altitude must be killing you, Suter P. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's why you get the cardio done in the offseason, uh, so you can get it done. And the pitch clock, honestly, got a little training, during spring training on uh, pitching a little quicker. I, I Believe it or not, I was kind of affected by the pitch clock the first couple outings. Felt like someone was just pushing on me the whole time. Like I had to be even quicker, and then I kept it at the clock. Um, in a post-game video, and I was like, I have nine seconds left on the clock. Why was I feeling rushed? So uh, that's been one thing. And uh, covering first, definitely you got to take an extra breath or when you, you know, sprint plays or whatever, you got to take an extra breath up there in Colorado. But uh, definitely uh, want to work quick, uh, want to attack the zone. That's kind of my motto of pitching. That's how I uh, get outs a lot. And I know you're an efficiency guy. So are you pissed that they didn't name the pitch clock the Brent Suter rule like we have the Buster Posey rule? <laughs> not mad at all uh, if anyone should have been Wade Miley or Mark Burley rule or something like that those guys are those guys are goats on that <laughs> what do you think of it I mean for the rest of the league are you telling guys like yeah this is how my life has always been <laughs> uh you know some guys ask have I always been quick and I say yeah I probably started in college you know what I mean then uh junior college started working a little quicker and then uh, I got the rookie ball and guys were kind of feeding off it and going like, dude, you pitch fast. Could you try to pitch even faster? Like, this is great for, you know, game time. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. Uh, and sure enough, got a little too quick at times. But uh, for the most part, it's been a really good weapon of kind of like setting the tone of I want to, I want, as soon as that batter is ready, I'm, I'm ready to go and ready to attack. Hey, I got something, um, different lines here, talking about the environment. I remember when I played, there was a kid named Chris Dickerson who was all about it, helping planet, 
uh, recyclable things. I went to a couple of events where, you know, we would throw away computers and make sure everything was put in the right place and anything to help the environment. I know you and Brandon Woodruff, you know, you guys were locker mates and he saw you walking around. You had one water bottle for a long time that you use and mm-hmm. you explained them your intentions on that. Can you go a little further on that for us, please? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm all about trying to limit our energy use, limit plastic waste, uh, trying to get efficiency going with our lifestyle. And I've actually worked with Chris a ton. I've been a player for the planet here for about four or five years. And uh, we do a lot of work together, go to the DR for beach cleanups, do a lot of reforestation projects. So uh, he and I have gotten really close over the years and uh, can't wait to see what what the next chapter holds. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that's been on my heart since 2006 uh, to kind of have environmental uh, awareness, environmental activism be a part of my life. Uh, studied environmental science and public policy in college. And then uh, since then, you know, even though I went into baseball, I've been trying to use the platform as a, a way to kind of spread that messaging and uh, get some behavior changes with myself and with people around me. Suter B, what happened to the water bottle, though? Do you remember that story in 18 that your water bottle got? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Uh, it was a glass water bottle with the protection on it and it was sitting right behind, I think Taylor Williams was who was throwing. It was like a little off to the right to him. He pulled the chain up and it just went right on the glass and exploded everywhere. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, I do. Uh, I got a little different. I got a Walla water bottle. It's like stainless steel. So no, uh, no glass on the field anymore. Yeah. And you're not, and you're not (laughs) denting that thing with as hard as you throw. You can't even put a, a half a dent in it. (laughs) (laughs) correct i can't i can't break this thing this is uh i don't know if if taylor could break this thing this is strong but yeah i'm certainly not giving it a chance kratzy i thought you were gonna say someone took it from him you know like someone tried to pull a prank and be like yo i got your water bottle ransom no no the pranks we would pull on the pranks we would pull on him we would put like we would put plastic water bottles that we would drink out of and we'd put them in his locker and he would just he just had the best attitude about it. He'd be like, "Guys, you you really don't you really don't need to be drinking out of that. Do you feel like like do you want me to go get you some water?" And he would like <laughs> he would go and fill up a water for guys and then he would be like, "Here you go, guys. Here. Here's your here's your reusable." He bought the, he bought reusables for the whole team except Pat Murphy didn't get one and he was pissed. <laughs> right. Right. Well, hey, Brent, it, it was great to see you, man. Great to catch up. Uh, yeah, we had, we had a little bit of a connection fight to go, so we'd love to have you back sometime soon, dude, and keep crushing it out there. I know it's it's not easy, Brent Suter joining us. Super nice dude. And, yeah, no, that, that's been a story that's been out there for a long time. I mean, he, he will get you your own water bottle. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.